Trivita presents Healthy You with your host, Michael Ellison. Well, I'm excited about our program today. My special guest is Dr. Michael Arlowski, CEO of Real Balance Global Wellness Services, and it's a health and wellness coach training company. He is a licensed psychologist, a professional certified coach, and a certified wellness practitioner. Uh, welcome to Healthy You, Doc. Well, thank you very much. Uh, it's really my pleasure to be here and uh, talk about wellness today. Well, it's a passion of both of ours, I know, uh, in our preliminary discussions. Uh, I can tell that it's something that's very alive in your life and in your heart. I've read your bio on the website, and uh, you have lived a very fascinating life, and we could spend probably the whole uh, program just talking about your life and life experiences, and it would be very interesting to you know, our audience, but that's not our purpose for the program today. It is to talk about being a wellness coach as well as being coached, and uh, I look forward to this time with you. But before we get into that, I think it would be great if our listeners could get better acquainted with you and Maybe you could just give us a snippet of your life and how, you know, that led into you uh, having the certified uh, company uh, mm-hmm. of Real Balance. Uh, would you mind doing that? Oh, it'd be my pleasure. Yeah, yeah. You know, I was very fortunate um, to kind of have the timing that I had uh, for a period of my life where I was an undergraduate because I got exposed to the whole. Um, human potential movement that was really budding and starting out there. Uh, A lot of psychologists were talking about the work of Abraham Maslow, Carl Rogers, Virginia Satir, Mm -hmm. people like that, where we were really talking about, uh, instead of just studying pathology, let's really talk about, um, well, what the positive psychology movement talks about today. Talk about thriving. Talk about uh, how can people not just um, avoid illness, but actually... uh, have the very best life possible on all dimensions. And as an undergrad, that really fascinated me. So as I became a psychologist, I was very attracted very early on to the wellness movement. Uh, I was just, again, fortunate to be sent to the world's first wellness conference in Stevens Point, Wisconsin, the National Wellness Institute there, uh, back in 1978. And so... um, Early stages of the movement. Oh, very, very much so. And, um, you know, I met um, some of the leaders there who really kind of took me under their wing and um, really helped expand my concept of what wellness was. Um, Brought it back to Miami University in Oxford, Ohio, where I was working, and implemented a program at the college level there. And then, um, you know, as I continued to work in the field, um, and work as a psychologist. I did a lot of clinical work in um, stress-related disorders, mind-body kinds of things, biofeedback, um, became uh, president of the High Society for Behavioral Health and Biofeedback. And that, you know, continued my interest in how what we think uh, really affects our, our physiology. Mm-hmm. You know, I just I don't even call it physiology. I just always say psychophysiology because it really is uh, so interconnected. And that fit right in with what um, 
the whole wellness approach was talking about because it was always talking about mind, body, spirit, environment, all of those things. And how do we really help people to, you know, actualize more of their potential in all these areas? So later on, um, in the mid-1990s, uh, I got attracted to coaching. And life coaching, business coaching then was just getting started the International Coach Federation got started in 1995, and I got my first training in 1996. So I was kind of an early adopter there. And as I was um, learning more about coaching and practicing it, I just saw this absolute natural fit and, and real need for what we knew about wellness and what the coaching profession was showing us, uh, how these two could really fit together to benefit people. And so I started writing about it. I started doing workshops uh, back in the late 90s. And um, that grew into um, my own work and uh, establishing Real Balance Global Wellness Services. And that has really, really grown um, over the years. In 2006, I wrote um, uh, Wellness Coaching for Lasting Lifestyle Change, is in its second edition now and even published in Mandarin. And it's um, pretty much become the basic book in the field. And it really has been um, pretty amazing. We've trained over 8,000 health and wellness coaches all around the world at this point. That's significant because each one of those have clientele and the impact of training and certifying coaches and then for their contribution into the world is amazing. And I always um, appreciate the multiplication effect. And exactly. That's why yeah. I use media as the multiplication effect in regard yeah. to the wellness mission and passion of my own life. Sure. So then in establishing your, your uh, Real Balance company, the company right now is – primarily a certification company, and it's about coaching. But mm -hmm. I'd like for you to just take a few moments to talk about coaching itself because I think there's a lot yeah. of times uh, misperceptions in regard to coaching and being coached. Right. Um, not all of us like to be told what to do all the time. <laughs> well, see, that's, um, that's kind of the beauty of coaching is that uh, it's working with an ally that does not tell you what to do. Exactly but helps you get really clear about your own thinking and feelings and uh, priorities in your own life, your own values, what's really important to you, to give thought to a lot of things that, uh, you know, when we're busy just putting one foot in front of the other in daily life, we, we often, you know, don't take the time to really get clear about. And so we don't really achieve uh, the goals and the, the visions and dreams that we had, had hoped for. And when you work with a coach, it's really about working with an ally. I love the phrase that I found one time that said, coaching is not a helping profession. It's an assisting profession. Mm -hmm. And I thought, well, that's great. Yes, because, well said. Because, you know, when, when you think, oh, geez, well, I don't need help. You know, I'm not that bad off, you know. People don't really, you know, respond to that real well. But, man, I could really use an assistant here to get me you know, through this and uh, help me have a sounding board to, you know, kick ideas around with and 
and actually somebody where I could set up an agreement, you know, my agreement that I want to be held accountable to follow through and get some of this stuff done that I keep talking about doing, but I'm not getting done. And that's really kind of how coaching started. It was really business people who had that kind of feeling that they weren't accomplishing what they really wanted to. They needed an ally. They needed somebody they could trust, maybe somebody outside their own company where they could be totally honest, talk about what they were afraid of, you know, which a leader can't really do in front of everybody underneath their, uh, you know, report line. So it was uh, really uh, accountability and support that really kind of launched coaching out of the business world. And it really um, became something that uh, combined with what we started to learn more and more about how to help people change behavior without a pathological point of view. Instead, a real positive point of view of what's working and how can we maximize that. Yeah, optimization, right? Life is uh, full of distractions. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's not only just in the social media world and media world in general, but life has a lot of um, moving parts in it. You know, oh, yeah. our beliefs, um, you know, whether that's political or whether that's religious mm-hmm. or there's just a, a lot of those things. And uh, I think people have good intentions, but many times the distractions of life keep us from the optimizing of our good intentions. Exactly. So you're saying coaching helps me frame my good intentions that I desire for my life, and then the coach is there to assist me, to help me stay focused on those, not allow the distractions of life pull me away from my good intentions for my life and fulfillment of my life. Exactly. Focus is the word. I mean, if we're having a coaching conversation and you're starting to go off on a tangent, I'm going to say, so tell me, how does that relate to what you were just saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then we're back on task. And all of us uh, need that because that's even yeah. true, you know, in regard to, and we'll get into it, but uh, New Year's resolutions, right? So at oh, the top sure. of the year, I think New Year's resolutions bring out our good intentions, but sure. seldom do they bring about, you know, the behavior modification that allows you know, the habit forming of the good intentions that they would be manifested on a permanent basis. What you're saying is coaching Mm -hmm. really helps the individual uh, have the the most advantageous opportunity of making those a habit in their life. Yeah, you know, it's, it's getting clear about what you truly want, creating a real plan, not just revving up your willpower and saying, let's buy a Nike poster and just do it. And then, you know, it's the consistent persistence, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's staying with it long enough. You know, most everybody that a coach works with and that, that I've worked with as a health and wellness coach, they are really good at starting to make very wonderful changes in their life. The challenge is staying with that change long enough to make that transition from a good intention into a new solid behavior. Yeah, very good. So let's flip this around and go the other direction. So we, we understand the benefits of being coached and we understand that, you know, the coach is an assistant to us to bring about 
our good intentions and our desires, our mm-hmm. goals, however we might want to phrase that. So right. now let's talk about the coach. Uh, mm-hmm. You obviously, having trained 8,000 certified uh, wellness coaches, um, you have a lot to say in regard to you know, being a coach. Uh, right. But before we go there, what seems to be the motivation? Because I, you know, I read and I try and keep up on what's happening in the wellness movement, and I just see a significant uh, interest across the country in people wanting to become a certified wellness coach. Mm-hmm. You know, what is driving that in your in your opinion? Well, you know, what we've really discovered in the the whole wellness field, and you know, I can speak um, pretty much in depth from that because I've been very involved in it, you know, for 40 years. And uh, I was even uh, president of the National Wellness Institute's Board of Directors for a while after serving on the board for a long time. And uh, so I'm very aware of the field. And what we've realized is that information alone is not enough. You know, we've been doing a great job of putting out terrific health information for many years. And, you know, it's, it's helped, but for a lot of people, it's definitely not enough. It's like um, we've discovered that if you're going to individualize wellness and help someone actually succeed, they really benefit from having an ally, having someone that works with them. So, you know, there's a recognition for, the, for that need. And I think what starts to happen is uh, people that are related to the field, they get tired of seeing no real significant results when they educate people. A nutritionist, a dietitian, for example, can create a custom-made, absolutely fantastic nutrition program for someone. But you know what? That's the prescription. Will the person take the mm-hmm. prescription? Mm-hmm. That is, you know, we need more programs and workshops at conferences on the behavior of eating <laughs> instead of just programs about the chemistry of nutrition. <laughs> yes. Well, that's true in regard to many areas in which there's adherence or compliance, as we might call mm-hmm. it, whether that is to actual medical uh, prescriptions. It's one of the challenges yeah. that's there. It's in regard exactly. to food and the choices of food. And so obviously we can see – Right. You know, the um, the behavior challenges related to it, and that's why I'm excited about getting into some of your programs, yeah. you know, that yeah. you offer here because one of them that on your website, you know, as you say that you offer training on your website of using behavior change tools. Behavior uh-huh. modification is difficult, as I mentioned earlier, you know, in the program in regard to New Year's resolutions. People make mm-hmm. them, so obviously there's a desire for change. And yet the uh, lasting change rarely happens out of a new, uh, you know, a New Year's resolution. Right. So what – can you go into some of the behavioral tools that you offer coaches? Sure. So now I'm interested in being a coach. Okay, mm-hmm. what is it that you would offer me as a coach, okay, in behavior uh, tools? Okay, well, you know, <clears throat> a lot of coach training programs, you know, vary in quality tremendously. And some of the poor ones, they just teach you some listening skills, some ways to use questions effectively, and then they kind of turn you loose. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, You need a lot more than that. 
we've developed what we call uh, a methodology that we call wellness mapping 360 degrees. And 360 is all about looking at your life 360 degrees. So it's a very holistic approach, and yet it's also quite behavioral too. You know, we're going to look at the whole person and, first of all, have them take a real good inventory of their health and wellness on all dimensions of health and wellness. So we're not just looking at their medical report. We're also looking at their satisfaction level in their relationships, their satisfaction at work, their uh, connection with other people. Uh, we're looking at their own sense of meaning and purpose. Maybe spirituality is an important part mm-hmm. of that. Uh, we're helping them to kind of take a broad inventory so they get a real clear picture of, okay, here is where I'm at. And it, it has to be really pretty honest. You know, if someone hasn't had a um, physical in, you know, 10 years, you know, we're really going to urge them to get in there, get their blood work done, see what their cholesterol level is, you know, be yeah, honest with themselves. So we get a real clear picture of, okay, no kidding, here's where I'm at. Okay, now, where do you want to be? That is, let's help them create a vision of, and, and vision isn't the word you might use with some people, but, you know, an idea mm-hmm. of your best life possible. You know, if you could really live the kind of life you want to live, what would it look like? How would you be feeling? How would you be acting, moving, relating? You know, what? let's get a description of that. In fact, if we can even get a picture of it in our mind that kind of captures it, that you can hold on to, what would that look like? Okay, so now we have an idea of where you're at and where you want to be. What's got to change for you to get from where you are? to where you want to be. There's a gap here. We have to coach to the gap to help you bridge that gap. And what has to change becomes the components of your wellness plan. Well, this is not intended to be a rabbit trail that I create for you, but I run into this, you know, as far as uh, in my own life and I'm uh, of people that I talk to about wellness and how that they could optimize their wellness. Many people uh, suffer from victimitis. And what I mean by that is life experiences are not all positive. Mm-hmm. And oh, yeah. if, you're, if your tendency is to look at life as not dealing you with what you thought that you deserved – Mm-hmm. then you kind of get into, uh, well, maybe this is the way life is, mm-hmm. right? So when people uh, get to that position in their life, neither do they take the time to do what you just did in reflecting on what would I like life to be like? What would it be mm-hmm. like to wake up in the morning and feel good, to feel connected, mm-hmm. to have relationships, to be a sense or have a sense of well-being in my life? So – Without it being a rabbit trail, can do you address that at all as far as related oh. to uh, life's negative impact? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you know, there, there's a concept here that um, really kind of captures a lot of what you're talking about, and, and it's, the, it's the term self-efficacy. Mm-hmm. And that's the degree to which I believe that I can affect my own life, that what I do can make a difference. And when it comes to your health and well-being, you know, a lot of people have had so many failure experiences 
that their self-efficacy is rock bottom low. And they really, you know, kind of come across like they don't care anymore. They've just come into this terrible acceptance of, you know, the way things are. They feel kind of helpless, kind of powerless, and often kind of depressed along with it. You know, hopelessness Mm -hmm. and helplessness is a pretty good formula for depression. Right. So building self-efficacy is a real key, and it's a big part of what we do in coach training to help uh, coaches really know how to do that. And there's a lot of great work that's been done by other psychologists and all that have kind of shown us the way to do that. And part of it is to help people achieve very small steps that they can master. A feeling of accomplishment and mastery uh, really helps tremendously. Uh, The other is to uh, find some motivation by seeing other people like you that you can identify with uh, succeeding at accomplishing lifestyle change. You know, it doesn't motivate a 65-year-old to see a 21-year-old Olympic athlete accomplish something terrific. We just That's appreciate kind of, them. <laughs> yeah, we appreciate them. We say, oh, good for you. I can't relate to that at right. all. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but when we see some old geezer out there still, you know, being really active or out on the dance floor until the band goes home, we're like, whoa, all right, how about that? I wish I could be a little more like that. Maybe I can. Well, I'm taking notes on self-efficacy because we talk a lot about, you know, efficacy when it comes to uh, nutritional products, et cetera, but I love that term, self-efficacy. Yeah, Yeah, it's it's huge because, um, you know, when when people have had all these failure experiences, um, you know, it's, it's really, you know, they come across with this illusion that they don't want to be well. You know, everybody wants to be well. Absolutely everybody. And when I hear health professionals say, these people don't want to be healthy, number one, to me, that's a signal that person's probably burning out a little bit as Mm -hmm. a professional. Mm -hmm. And number two, it's just plain false because, yes, they may be at a state where they're so demoralized that they really cannot see a way up out of the basement. And that's where we have to help them take a look at what's in front of them and how can they move forward. You know, uh, another great analogy or metaphor for coaching is two people walking through a woods at night on a path, and the coach's job is to hold the flashlight and illuminate what's mm-hmm. in front of the person. The, the client's job is to choose the path. Yeah, well said. And for our listeners, I just trust that you will catch the hope in the statements that uh, Dr. Olasky has uh, given to us because uh, no matter what life circumstances may have, you know, thrown your way, know that life can be better and that there is greater wellness for you to experience in all dimensions Mm -hmm. of your life and you know, a great coach can uh, definitely be a wonderful contribution to your life. Um, Doc, let's l- let me take for the sake of time. I'd really like for you to bring forward a uh, a case 
right, that you could share with us in which uh, maybe a good example of a person who, mm-hmm. through the coaching, there was a, you know, a, a paradigm shift in their life and uh, they begin to live the more optimal wellness life. Uh, mm-hmm. Would there be a case study that you could share with us? Sure. We'll just make up a name. What do you want to call this fellow? Oh, let's call him Pat. Okay, so Pat's a, um, a young man in his uh, late 30s. He's um, very happily married. He's got a wonderful, supportive relationship with his wife. Um, trying to remember if he had a child or two. I'm not sure. But um, the fellow has struggled with weight all of his life. Uh, he's uh, really kind of in the category we would call morbidly obese. And one of the things that's happened because of that is he has really tremendously damaged his hips. Uh, and he's been diagnosed with necrosis in both hips. But his doctors won't uh, operate until he has lost at least 100 pounds. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as a result, you know, he's just um, really struggling. Um, he worked with a coach that we had trained who's a nutritionist. And... Um, the change was really remarkable, but uh, I got to interview this fellow also after the coaching, and he told me a story that just really, really, you know, kind of broke my heart, you know, hearing it. He said that um, before he started the coaching, he was in such shape that he had three steps that led to the front door of his house, and there was a metal rail along the side of the steps. And to get up those steps, just three steps, normal size steps, he would have to do hand over hand on that metal Mm -hmm. rail to pull himself up to get through his front door. His um, cholesterol was kind of borderline. His blood pressure was high. Um, His, uh, you know, uh, activity had been reduced so much because of, number one, the weight, but number two, the terrible problems with the hips. You know, you kind of get into this vicious circle where what you need to do has been taken away from you, you know, because of your medical condition. And I'm sure a lot of people can relate to that. So he started working with his coach and finally found an ally that gave him some hope. And together, uh, they really worked on completely uh, analyzing his diet and just very, very slowly getting him to be more active in ways that he could be. And part of it was um, that he had really, you know, we used that term self-efficacy. His discouragement, his demoralization was, was tremendous before he found an ally. And he found like he could talk to her about what really mattered to him, about his fears. Uh, here he is, this you know, young man, and you know, he wants to have this full life in front of him, and you know, he's feeling like, a, like an invalid already. So they worked together, and very slowly, the weight started to come off. Um, part of it was that he had somebody he could check in with. You know, every single week, they would have phone calls that uh, you know, kept him you know, reporting in, saying, you know, here's what I did, here's what I didn't do. And they would explore it. You know, the coach would not berate him for what he didn't do, but would explore it and help him understand what got in the way. How can we help you with these barriers, these 
internal mm-hmm. barriers and external barriers, because that's often what really is in the way. Well, over the course of the coaching, he really started to shed the pounds. He really started to get down to where he could, uh, you know, start to make, um, you know, plans for his uh, hip surgeries. And his um, his numbers came more in line. He got healthier. He reduced the amount of sodium he was eating tremendously. That helped a lot. I, he just really found this alliance to be something that he truly wanted to do. So he was uh, the one in charge. It wasn't the coach just you know, creating a plan for him. Right. It was a very self-directed plan. But the coach was giving him the vehicle to drive. You know, a lot of times people have the motivation to change, but they don't have a vehicle for how to do it. To me, motivation is like the gasoline you pour in the tank, you know, but you've got to have a vehicle. So the way to change, the, the methods, the, the process, that's what people, you know, very seldom get educated about how to do. And if they get behind enough in their health, then it just seems impossible. But when you start to see that, well, wait a minute, if we break this down into small steps, if we create goals that I really want to achieve and then the action steps that I have to do every week to accomplish those goals, it starts to become doable. Well, he was finally able to have those hip surgeries. He was able to drop over 100 pounds. I think it was like 120. And he reported that he actually started a blog for a while called uh, uh, something like Living Life in My New Normal. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> yeah. That's so great. Change is really possible. To cap it off, he said when he had accomplished all this, and the day that I had called him to interview him, he said, you know those three steps in front of my house? I jumped all three of them when I came in the house today. <laughs> yeah, that, now that that's a life changing experience uh, when when you go from pulling yourself up to uh, leaping all three. You yeah. know your life has been changed radically. Well, the no self efficacy and the small steps. You know, a lot of times people make big goals like they they have a goal, but mm-hmm. it's so big. And yes, it would be life transformation transforming sure. if they could accomplish the goal. But oh, yeah. benchmarking obviously is really an important part for both mm-hmm. the coach and the mm-hmm. coaching. How, right. Do you got any insight in regard to how do you set up the achievable goals so that they're still oh. motivational without being well? That'll never that'll never get me to my aha. Mm-hmm. You know, my aha right. goal. Uh, give us you some know, insight that way. That is so so important. You know, a lot of people have what I call the the Super Bowl mentality. Mm-hmm. And by that I mean, you know, there's a lot of people when you hear them talk about sports, they will tell you that last year there was only one team that was successful, and that was the one that won the Super Bowl. Everybody else was pathetic losers. (laughs) You know, (laughs) it's this all-or-none thinking. So imagine that you had to lose 100 pounds, okay, and you haven't been weight training or doing anything at all, and... Do you walk into the gym and pick up the 100-pound weight and start lifting it? Absolutely not. You know, you pick up the 5- or 10-pound weights and the 15-pound weights. You know, that's it. And you work with those for a long time. You know, and then gradually, little by little, you can start to increase. Oh, it's the same thing. So 
something that we are huge believers in is tracking. Tracking avoids self-deception. That is, uh, am I keeping track of how many, um, how many minutes I'm spending walking this week? Am I keeping track of how many calories I'm taking in? Um, am I, you know, those activity monitoring devices that people buy all the time, am I actually using it, or is it still in the drawer? Mm-hmm. Or did I put it back in the drawer? So when we keep track of things, we avoid that um, illusion that we're doing okay when we're really not. So that, breaking it down into a plan where the steps are achievable where we're going to not work on losing 100 pounds. We're going to work on being as healthy and well as possible. And we're going to find out, well, what's the best way for you to keep track of that? The scales drive some people crazy. Forget the pounds. Maybe it's keeping track of percent body fat. Maybe it's keeping track of the notch on the belt. That works for a lot Mm -hmm. of guys. You know, unless you put your belt down below your belly. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And, uh, you know... Maybe it's how your clothes wear and fit. I mean, most people can tell you, God, I wish I could fit in those jeans I really like. You know, it's stuff like that that, again, makes it self-directed. The coach isn't telling you what to do, but they're earning their money by helping you have a process that works, a way to deal with the barriers, to strategize through them. Um, You know, a lot of times what really helps people be successful is, is not the coaching. It's what the coaching turns them on to realizing what they need in their life. And for a lot of people, it's connection and help from other people. Yes, well said. The outside view of others that we can have confidence in that is just simply there to assist us, to uh, help us achieve our best, um, that's, that's a, uh, a gift um, because many times we get uh, opinions. Sometimes they're positive, sometimes they're not so positive, but that assisted coach mm-hmm. to be able right. to be there to know that that's my ally. And I saw that on your website. You know, it's my ally to help me achieve what I desire for my life. Right. Um, that's, that's a gift. And uh, thank you for all that you are doing to equip people who have the desire to help others. And I really uh, find this to be a very inspirational time, and hopefully our listeners have, um, whether you're wanting to be coached or be a coach, has found this very insightful. Uh, Due to time, I would like to come to this point uh, with you, Dr. Olowski, and that is, um, what is the last comment that you would like to give to both the person desiring maybe to go on and be a certified coach, mm-hmm. let's talk to them first. Right. And then come back and say, and again, if you're desiring a coach, this is where um, mm-hmm. uh, your benefits would be. Would you like to give those last comments sure. uh, on our program today? Absolutely. Well, you know, the real distinguishing factor is the level of professionalism of the coach. And that depends on where they got their training. I was one of the co-founders of the International Consortium for Health and Wellness Coaching, and that's a nonprofit organization that's been set up to set standards and certification for health and wellness coaches on a national level. Uh, and we've worked with the National Board of Medical Examiners to create an exam uh, 
to certify coaches as national board certified health and wellness coaches. And 55 programs were approved by our organization as meeting our standards in training. Now, if you're looking for a coach or a coach training program, I really absolutely think that the very best thing you can do is go to the ICHWC.org website and look at the programs that are there. Um, Realbalance.com, our website, uh, can take you there also. And uh, we're one of the approved programs, of course, and make sure that you get training from one of those programs, not from some fly-by-night, you know, inadequate program. And if you're looking for a coach to hire as part of your organization or do business with, look for somebody who has been trained by one of those programs. If you're looking for a coach to work with you, you can also uh, look and see, well, where was my coach trained? You know, if they're not forthcoming about the nature of their training, I mean, anybody can call themselves a coach. It's not a treatment, so it's not regulated by licensure. Okay? Mm-hmm. So you Very have to important look, point. You have to look for people that have real professional training, not just people that say, oh, you know, um, I, I knighted myself with my own sword. You know? <laughs> mm-hmm. So that's, that's a real distinguishing thing because... Um, there are terrific coaches out there, and there are people calling themselves coaches that really, really don't have the background, the training, and the expertise. And they're the ones that are going to be prescriptive. They're going to tell you what to do that, you know, may not be a good fit for you. And that's a very good point to end up there. It's, it's not a coach telling us what to do. It's a, it's a coach being able to help us identify what we want to do mm-hmm. and give us the steps and the assistance right. to be able to accomplish that in our lives. And right. you said that repeatedly, but I want our listeners to, to hear that because this is a way to optimize your life and make the uh, behavior changes that may be needed in your life in order – to live the way you desire to live for your life. This has been a very exceptional and insightful time with you, Dr. Arlowski, and thank you. And um, may you be blessed with wellness as well. Well, thank you very much. Uh, I really appreciate uh, the chance to share this with people. Thank you for providing it for me. Thanks for listening to Healthy You. To learn more about our guest, check the episode notes to find books, products, and services mentioned in this episode. This is provided for your information only and may not be construed as medical advice or instruction. These statements are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. It is intended for your general knowledge only and not a substitute for professional medical advice or treatment for any specific medical conditions. Always seek the advice of your physician with any question you may have regarding a medical condition.